the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the James Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and to overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And wow, 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 Noah, how are you doing, my friend? I am doing excellent, as I've told a couple of the guests tonight. It is Friday, and I have zero room to complain, my friend. So, did did you just mention it's Friday? Friday! You know what? This is one of them wow, 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 wow moments, man. Yeah, yeah. It's huh? Friday. Man. It would be Friday. <laughs> Woo! It's Friday night. Man, it's Friday night, man, and uh, you know, uh, uh, today is my last day in San Diego uh, for at least uh, two weeks, Noah, and uh, I I was only able to see my great producer. Yeah, I know, and I'm a little jealous you had some of the world-famous James Cooley spaghetti this evening, (laughs) but I think I'll live until the next time you return. Well, you know, I tell you, it's going to be great, man, and uh, this show tonight, Noah, it's going to be absolutely fantastic. You you already know what we do once a month. Well, no, yeah, we got that no. hot topics coming up where we have three just very important issues, and we kind of roundtable it and pass ideas back and forth. And we have three great topics tonight. But we need to let our listening audience know, Noah, that uh, no one has the right answers. It's all opinionated. And uh, the three guests that I chose tonight, man, are absolutely fantastic. Including Commander Smiley. Look at If you was able to see his face right now, it's kind of like a brick. And I've been knowing this guy for 30 years. His facial expressions haven't changed at all. <laughs> you know, Michelle, how are you doing back in Dallas, baby? Uh, that's my great uh, co-host and my beautiful wife, Michelle Cooley. How are you doing? It's Friday! Oh, no. You need to let Bella do the, the intro to that one. I tried. I tried. Hey, Bella, though. Yeah. She misses you. Well, you She's know what? at the door. I would be back tomorrow. Uh, and, and, Noah, uh, one of the things I want our listening audience to know is that we debut in Dallas tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Uh, a.m. 660, K-Sky. Uh, we're back. <laughs> and um you know it's just gonna be absolutely fantastic it's great getting other markets across the nation man got got dallas we got atlanta coming up we got all of them. i mean we you know we're gonna take it the james cooley show is gonna uh you already know you you my great producer you already know and we're gonna try and take as many places as we can absolutely man so uh tonight man i tell you it is friday but uh we always have to uh, keep in mind of what's happening in the world and how we can go about uh, with our inputs uh, trying to make it better. And so uh, we're going to be talking about hot topics tonight. And uh, I got three absolutely fantastic guests um, that's on tonight. And in studio with me in my home studio in, in California, I got uh, Paul... Pierre, which I call Dr. Paul. How you doing, Dr. Paul? I am doing amazing. <laughs> and uh, I tell you, uh, I think uh, uh, Tisha Hammonds is in, I think, Newark. I'm not sure which state she's in, but how you doing, young lady? 
Oh, I cannot hear her. I don't think she has. She is punched up. (laughs) She got to turn. I am blessed and I cannot complain. Yeah. And we got my buddy for 30 years. Uh, back still in the Pentagon, 30 years later, running things, my hero. Uh, I grew up in the Navy with uh, Commander Smiley, Washington, D.C. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? <laughs> hey, Noah, uh, did, did you catch that, uh, that stone face? He's always like that, but he's such a wonderful guy. I would not <laughs> want to play that man in poker. <laughs> You know, but uh, such a wonderful guy, Michelle. So I tell you, I, I want to get this thing started. Can you uh, tell our listener audience uh, the title of today's show and also tell them what the purpose is? Yes, yeah, so the title of today's show is October 2021 Hot Topics. And the purpose of the show is to have an open discussion on the following hot topics. United States border crisis. Keeping Renters Safe Act and the opioid crisis, and to bring insight to our listening audience of some of the issues and concerns on these topics, and collaborate with our panel and callers on recommendations to solve some of these issues. Wow. Uh, can you uh, introduce real briefly each one of our guests? Because uh, I want uh, the world to know who they are. Because once we get started, you already know how it's going to be. No, you already know how it's going to be once we get started. It's going to be lots of opinions. We're going to run out of time, so let's go ahead and get these guests introduced. Yes. Tisha Hammond. Tisha Hammond left into entrepreneurship in 2015 and built the plane on her way down. Now she's building the system that gets you seen on stages and in pages. She is known as a small business cheerleader because of enthusiasm for entrepreneurs. With a knack for tapping into human capital, she has mastered boosting membership in numerous business communities. She's the best-selling author of Daily Devotional for Entrepreneurs, Your Season to Grow. Paul M. Pierre. Paul is a retired DHS executive, having served as the head of United States Citizenship and Immigration Services in San Diego, California. He's also a veteran of the United States Air Force, where he serves as the Special Weather Operations Technician. He's a father of nine and one son currently serving in the United States Navy. Commander Smalley, as the lead program manager for cybersecurity for the program executive office for submarines, U.S. Navy, William Smalley is responsible for ensuring all program managers, engineering, IT professionals, as well as senior leadership understand what is required for obtaining critical authorizations to operate O'Connor's, Connors, and that's C for the Department of Navy. The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life, welcomes all our guest panelists. Wow. Hey, thank you all for accepting to uh, be on the show tonight. And um, I tell you, this uh, these three topics, and I, I'm hoping that we get to all three of them. Uh, but if we do, it's, it's going to be history because we have never been able to get to all three. And so uh, I tell you, Michelle, can you uh, introduce our first topic? Yes. Uh, topic number one. The United States border crisis. To date, there have been encounters with 1,722 unique individuals in fiscal 2021. This is an increase from 2019 when the number was 851,513 unique encounters. First question for all the guests, for all the panelists. Do you believe the United States should reduce the number of asylum seekers and to increase staff for border patrols? If not explained, if so, how can the United States accomplish this? Let's start with you, James. Well, yeah. You know, I, I tell you, that's a tough question right there. And um, that's also going to require a, a tough answer. Now, I, I do believe that um, the United States should be in control of who comes across the borders and how they regulate uh, citizenship, how they regulate asylum, or how they uh, immigrants or uh, uh, migration, all of those type of things. I, I, I think that uh, every country should be able to control their borders and be able to identify um, people uh, regardless of where they come from, um, whether they need to stay in the United States or they need to send them back because I believe that we cannot accept Everybody that crossed the border, especially illegally, I believe that 
<laughs> there got to be laws. There have to be things in place where we can regulate this. Uh, otherwise, I mean, I know that the uh, United States is a country of immigrants, but we must be able to go to control our borders and uh, make sure that uh, we do everything to keep this country safe and that we do everything to make sure that we honor our commitments to all those that are coming in. But um, I believe that uh, the government uh, have to really figure out a plan on how they're going to do this and be fair to the world. And so uh, I tell you, that's my uh, opening statement, but we're going to take a station break. But when we come back, we're going to bring these three great guests and get their opinions on question number one. If you want to be part of this conversation, that's one 344 1170 Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. It's your life. I'm James Cool. We'll be back shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer, San Diego, streaming now on iHeart.com and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and uh, I tell you, we got three absolutely fantastic guests to talk about this these three topics now we can get to all of them hot topics and hot topics is so great Michelle can can you remind our, our listening audience what are the hot topics that we're talking about the United States border crisis keeping the renter safe act and also the opioid crisis and can uh, you remind our listening audience who or our Absolutely fantastic, amazing panel. Yes. Commander Smiley, Tisha Hammond, Mr. Paul Pierre, and Michelle Cooley. Well, absolutely. <laughs> and and all of you all are absolutely fantastic. And listen, audience, if you want to be part of this conversation, that's one 1170 Again, that's one 1170 You got it, Paul. Michelle. Paul, um, same question for James. Do you believe the U.S. should reduce the number of asylum seekers to increase staff for border patrols? If not, explain. If so, how can the United States accomplish this? Sure. Well, 
first of all, JC, Michelle, uh, thank you so much for inviting me uh, to be part of this panel. Uh, it's an honor to be in the company of people like Commander Smiley and Tisha. So, again, thank you for that. But, yes, so I, I do believe the United States is an exceptional country, number one. Uh, and as a sovereign country, it has the right and the responsibility to control its borders, obviously. And as far as the number of people we should allow in the United States, of course, that there should be a limit to it. And I'm sure Congress, uh, the president, and a number of other folks, whether it's in the legislative branch or the executive branch, could set what that number ought to be. But more so than that, I absolutely believe we should vet who comes in. That's extremely important. Uh, as you know, I'm an immigrant myself, and, and I was an executive with U.S. immigration, so I have a unique perspective on this. And, and, and yes, there should be a limit as to the number of people coming in. Uh, we, we, we are a generous, welcoming country, and I'm a beneficiary of that myself. Uh, and, and, and I'm forever indebted to my new country, to this nation that I've adopted, that, I've, that has adopted me. But that said, I think we should make sure, number one, we consult with Congress uh, to, to see who, how many we should allow and absolutely vet the folks coming in. Because not everyone coming here means well for the United States. Many want to come here to do us harm, and we should sort those out and prevent them from coming in. Thank you, Paul. Tisha, what are your thoughts? Uh, thank you for an opportunity to sit on this panel. I know that I bring entrepreneurship experience, but I have 21 years of federal law enforcement experience as well. And so I retired from U.S. Customs and Border Protection. That's one of the agencies that, that you're going to see when you're crossing into the United States seeking asylum. And uh, I, I, I don't know that the U.S. could reduce the number of asylum seekers. People are coming here for a number of different reasons. Many are very legitimate, and uh, we, we have built and branded ourselves as a nation as a nation of opportunities. This is where you're supposed to come when you want to seek a better life. Uh, I don't know how we can unbrand ourselves from that or how we could kind of wind our way out of it. Um, the second part of the question is, should the U.S. increase staff for Border Patrol, what you're really asking is, okay, can the, can the U.S., the Congress, afford to create additional positions for U.S. Customs and Border Protection, which includes Border Patrol agents? Can Congress create more positions for immigration and uh, citizenship enforcement? Can they create more positions, more enforcement positions for citizenship and immigration services? And you can put all the people in uniform that you want. You can create and try to fill all of these critical agency needs. But then Congress also has to appropriate money to hire mission support individuals, people who are going to support all those new hires in enforcement. Um, I just don't see where these funds would come from. Thank you, Tisha. Commander Smiley, what are your thoughts on this question? Well, uh I would say Tisha and Dr. Pierre already kind of hit all of the the parts of what's going on at the border. I guess I'll just take it to, uh, I guess, a different approach. Um, everybody knows everything that we do is revolves around money. So the funding always has to be there. It's really the, the plan on how we will, will attack it. And right now there's not a clear plan of, okay, we have two things going on on the board at the same time. We have our Mexican brothers and sisters trying to come across the border in the same place that we have our Haitian brothers and sisters trying to come across the border. So now you have an influx of people that it's going to be hard to vet and without having seasoned people. And, and, and the other part of this is having people that understand and seasoned enough to 
do the investigations real time, right? Because what we do now is we put everybody into small camps, and then we try to vet. And that is a very difficult thing to do because even if a person came with a pleasant attitude, when you put them into a position where you might take their children away, put them somewhere else, the attitude changes, right? So it's a lot there, but like I said, the biggest thing is, is the planning. We have to step back and realize that what we've been doing is not truly working. So how do we make it better, right? And uh, I don't think nobody would want to take that pause right now. So back to you and James. Thank you, Commander Smiley. Noah, what are your thoughts? I think everybody here is just spot on. I mean, obviously, the border situation as is is not something that uh, can stay that way. You know, we have to control our our borders for the good of the country. And there needs to be a number cap. I'm not quite sure uh, what that number would be, but there needs to be a cap. I would say even with the global pandemic that's going on right now, even to reduce that number by a certain percentage uh, and Congress or the powers that be could decide on that number. Uh, But there needs to be rules and regulation to help the process work. Obviously, funding, as was mentioned multiple times, is a huge part of the deal. And if we can't get the proper funding for it, I would say, because I think the border is one of the biggest issues in the country right now, we need to reallocate some money to make sure that we do have the funds to be able to staff the border properly. Uh, but we also can't accept everybody. Uh, it's 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 an, the unfortunate truth. There's a lot of people that want to come here, but we have to make sure that we only take in the number that we're able to so that everybody that is in the country can be taken care of. But good points by everybody. Thank you, Noah. Question number two, Forbes has reported the number of Haitians attempting to cross at the border has risen in recent months. While there are a large number of Central Americans crossing, many are returned to Mexico due to the pandemic. However, Mexico will not accept Haitians and is only allowing in people from Mexico, Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador. In your opinion, what do you believe is the reason regarding the non-acceptance of Haitians in Mexico? We'll start with you, James. Well, I like to think that uh, we're open-minded with uh, everybody that crosses over. Uh, uh, if 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 it's illegal, uh, well, the rules should be the same. And um, I like to think that uh, there is no such thing as okay, just because you're from this place or that place. Uh, that uh, uh, and you you crossed over that uh, we need to just turn around and just send you back just because of that. We have to have rules and regulations that governs everybody uh, that that crosses over legally or illegally, and regardless of which country you're from, regardless of what your your religion, what your race is. Uh, we, 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 we need to have rules that, uh, that you just look at one single thing, uh, illegal, uh, or legal, and we just govern that way. And so, uh, I would like to think that America is better than that. And they just do not just pick out people from a certain country or a certain region, uh, just because, uh, they don't like th- that region. Dr. Paul, what are your thoughts? Well, that's a very interesting question. Uh, So for a better part of two years now, I've been in and out of Mexico, and I have noticed a large and growing population of Haitians settling in Mexico. So I doubted very much that just race has anything to do with Mexico not accepting returning Haitians. I think it has to do with geography because obviously uh, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras uh, are adjacent on the southern border of Mexico. So it's easier to bus them back to their home country. And plus there are existing agreements between Mexico and those countries for repatriation of uh, nationals from those countries. Uh, obviously, if there were to be, the Haitians were to be returned to Mexico, Mexico would have to find a way to 
get them get them on flight back to Haiti because Haiti is not contiguous uh, with Mexico. However, we ourselves, whether we should accept Haitians or not accept Haitians or anyone from other countries for that matter, if they make it here physically to the United States, and, there could and, be. And Dr. Paul, uh, mm-hmm. why don't you hold that thought? Mm-hmm. Hold that thought because sure. I want you to pick it up. We got to take a station break right now. Oh, sure, sure. Hold that thought. We're going to come back and we're going directly back to Paul Pierre. I call him Dr. Paul. <laughs> if you want to be part of the conversation, that's 1 1170. Again, that's 1 1170. It's your life. I'm James Cooler. We'll be back shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. There is much truth in a journey that ain't over yet, as all of us journey through life's precious gifts of time, just like I have. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must-listen-to for anyone who thinks they are stuck in life or need to understand that their current situation is not their final destination. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet, is the unfiltered truth to provide hope for the future by challenging you to refuse to become a victim of life's circumstance and dare to be an overcomer because a bigger, better, and a more impactful life awaits you. Get the the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Noah Dingley here, producer of The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And the new audio version of James' book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, is a must-have. James shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, by James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever audiobooks are sold. The Answer, San Diego, streaming now on TuneIn.com and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and uh, I tell you, uh, just like I mentioned to you, we got three absolutely wonderful, sensational panel members that are guests on uh, the James Cooley Show It's Your Life tonight. And what we're talking about right now, we're talking about the border crisis. And... um, Currently, that's a mess. Noah, you know that's a mess. <laughs> well, that's why I said during my initial answer, I just, you know, real quickly, we, we can't leave it as it is. That that we know that much. It's a mess, and we have to figure out a, a way of controlling this. But we we also have to be fair about everything that we do, and uh, the rules have to re- remain the same. I know Michelle asked that question a, a second ago. Uh, that was a tough one, uh, but. Uh, you know, we have to be able to control uh, the borders, and we have to make sure that, uh, I mean, first of all, everybody, we can't let everybody in the United States, we can't let everybody come come here uh, without a proper vetting and making sure that uh, 
we not bringing major, major problems. No, we already got problems. We got worldwide problems going on right now, Noah. You already know that. Well, and that's that's another piece of it too, JC. Is that you know the the pandemic's going on, and we haven't talked a lot about that in this discussion. I mentioned it very briefly, but that's also a big factor of why we can't let everybody in. And you're absolutely right. We got to get a one world crisis under control. We got well, actually we got about three or four of them going on. We got to get them under control. But I tell you, listen, audience, if you want to be part of this conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven again. That's one eight eight eight. Three, four, four, eleven, seven. Michelle, we're gonna bring Doctor Paul back on, but but can you repeat uh, uh, to Paul the question so he can uh, finish answering it? Yes, Forbes has reported the number of Haitians attempting to cross at the border has risen in recent months. While there are a large number of Central Americans crossing, many are returned to Mexico due to the pandemic. However, the Mexico will not accept Haitians. It's only allowing in people from Mexico, Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador. In your opinion, what do you believe is the reason regarding the non-acceptance of Haitians in Mexico? Sure. So, of course, we, we, I did say earlier that it's, I don't think it's anything racial or why Mexico won't accept them. I mean, the Haitians returning to Mexico. But the Haitians and any other nationals who made it to the United States, they could request uh, asylum status in the United States. And, of course, we, the United States, as a government, we have the right to vet them, to sort through their claim and decide are they real uh, asylees or not. Uh, and we have judges, a uh, core of judges, that actually uh, decide that. Uh, and those that are not asylees, not fit the definition of asylees, not qualify for asylum, uh, well, uh, yes, uh, there would be return, of course. A uh, couple other things, too. The border, as we know it right now, of course, we know the southern border and northern border, but a lot of people coming into the country do not make it through the borders. They actually come in by air. Let remind ourselves of the recent airlift from Afghanistan where we let uh, over 100,000 folks here. Uh, I'm not sure if they're properly, properly vetted or not, but that's another concern. Uh, and the other thing, too, is that we're in the midst of a pandemic, of COVID-19, it's still raging, it's still going on in the United States right now as we speak, Uh, and and our hospitals are overrun, uh, so we need to still be generous, uh, still be compassionate, but however, we need to remind ourselves that the safety and security of the United States is absolutely number one uh, for all Americans, and it should remain uh, as such. Thank you, Dr. Paul. Tisha, asylum has two basic requirements. First, asylum applicants must establish that they fear persecution in their home country. Second, applicants must prove that they would be persecuted on account of at least one of five protected grounds, race, religion, nationality, political opinion, or particular social group. Question, do you believe that there are some migrants who do not qualify for asylum and may be seeking to cross the border for other reasons, like, example, criminal activity? What are your thoughts on that? My immediate thought is pregnancy. I saw a lot of young women and women into the United States from other countries who appeared to be pregnant. Now, you know you can't just walk up to a woman and ask, are you pregnant? Uh, But the thought was, and many times turned out to be um, women would want to have a family started here because of medical care, because of health care, because of better opportunities and a better life. My first thought is not going to criminal activity, uh, but again to opportunity. So are there some migrants who do not qualify for asylum? Absolutely. And there are plenty of migrants who aren't asking for asylum and who still want to be in the U.S., Um, and who will stay here whether their visa allows them to stay a certain time or not. Um, So absolutely, there are some who who have various reasons to cross that border and step foot. Once you step foot in the United States, a world of opportunities opens up to you if if you're willing to go through a lot of of red tape. Thank you. Commander Smalley. We as Americans cannot stand some other countries' environment, political atmosphere, and other reasons why so many migrants are crossing or attempting to cross the border. The United States was built on the blood and sweat of immigrants and is viewed as the land of opportunity. How can we morally justify to those who are seeking asylum that they may be sent back to their origin countries? Well, um, 
I, I guess I'll, I'll make it kind, kind of simple. Everything we've talked about tonight is, is about resources, right? Um, America has resources. Haiti has resources. Mexico has resources. When you start to expand those resources, you get into the dilemma that we're in now. So funding is a resource. Having the right people at the borders is a resource. Um, when you talk about the morality part of it, the morality part is, again, the checks and balances, right? It's hard to to say right or wrong when you have a family coming in through a Mexican border, right? Because you're looking at it from an actual humanistic. But who's to say that family is not uh, tied to a cartel? You don't know. So they have to be vetted, right? You have to look beyond just the people showing up at the border. Because once we take them in as an asylum, we now add to the resources that we have in the United States, right? So even in the United States, we are in extremists. So with all that said, it's, it's more, the moral part of it is looking at the people, but it has to be done in a way that shows that they have good intent to come into the U.S. to be part of what we call America. Thank you, Commander Smiley. Noah, there's the issue of unaccompanied minor children um, seeking asylum crossing the border. Since these are children, how should our government handle this? You know, Michelle, out of all of these different uh, facets of this particular topic, I find this is the most thought-provoking. I I, I have a huge heart for children. Uh, You know, uh, I'm a single father. I try and talk to organizations that, you know, help help children in our our society on on my own show. And when it comes to this issue with the border, I I was thinking about it as I thought this might be the question that was asked of me. And the first thing I would say is... That's where we need to have the proper resources at the border. Again, you're going to need to make sure you're not overextending yourself, as Commander Smiley has has, has said. But you need the proper resources at the border. And then you need to take these resources to be able to locate the legal guardians or the parents or the families of these minor children before you would attempt to allow them into the United States. I think to allow them into the United States without their family, I think, is irresponsible uh, you might very well hit the issue where you're not going, depending on the circumstance, where you don't find their family. And at that point, it does become a bit of a gray area. Uh, being somebody uh, with, with a heart for children, if the family can't be found and uh, you know certain uh, hoops are jumped through and you have certain requirements that are met, then yes, they should be allowed into the country because I mean, they're kind of on their own at that point. But it's a very touchy subject, but it's something that needs to be thought out by whoever's in the administration leading this country, because that's definitely an issue and it has popped up and it will continue to pop up. Thank you, Noah. James? James? Noah, are you on? I am here. Oh, uh, I just got a text that uh, JC says he's lost the connection, Michelle. So why don't we go ahead and take a break right here? on It's Your Life, and we will try and reestablish with James and get into the next segment right here on It's Your Life, Hot Topics. It's The Answer San Diego, and there's more coming up. Stay tuned right here. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. 
Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Streaming now on the Answer San Diego app and odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. I'm Michelle Cooley. James will be joining us shortly. But tonight's topic is October Hot Topics. And we just finished um, topic number one, the U.S. border crisis. And we're getting into topic number two, Keeping Renters Safe Act. The key goal of the proposed Keeper Renter Safe Act is to amend Section 361 of the Public Health Services Act. This intends to give new powers to major health bodies such as the Health and Human Services and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Under these changes, they will be able to unilaterally implement eviction moratoriums if there is a major public health crisis. Most importantly, it would give these health bodies sufficient authority to implement eviction moratoriums without needing to ask Congress in order to respond to emergencies more quickly. If you want to be part of the show, please call 1-888-344-1170, 1-888-344-1170. Let's start with you, Tisha. Based on the contents of the Keeping Renters Safe Act, do you believe this act is warranted? Uh, unfortunately, yeah, at such a time as we're in right now, I think that people need serious heavy-duty protection from homelessness. Yes, I think it's warranted. I, I struggle, though, with the fact that we have to authorize health agencies, health bodies to be responsible for this because what it implies to me is that Congress alone or maybe state governments or municipalities cannot or may not act quickly enough to help their own citizens and residents. And that, to me, is unsettling. Wow. What are your thoughts, Commander Smiley? Um, I agree that we need it, but given that, the act had to be balanced. Um, I'm kind of torn because I'm also a landlord, right? Um, on both sides, you have, I'm going to use the word resources again, and you have, um, how do you say, I've met a, I haven't met a mortgage company yet that has said, hey, don't pay your mortgage, we'll, we'll look out for you. So, you know, you have renters to kind of subsidize your mortgage that you might be paying for a house, and then you have your own mortgage if you're still paying for your house. Um, don't want anybody to be homeless, but at the same time, the act is also not looking at how, so at a total picture of saying, hey, I have to also subsidize landlords as well as I want the landlords to take care of their renters. So until that happens, it's going to be a lopsided situation. Wow. Noah, what about the financial? What are your thoughts on the financial burden and the rights of landlords for unpaid rent? What do you think is the best recourse for them? You know, it's really touchy because where, you know, we're trying to make sure, obviously, during the pandemic that people are, you know, not losing their way of life, not being kicked out of their homes. And that's obviously a real concern. What we have to realize is these landlords, these place, these people that are, you know, renting out their their properties they this this is their very way of life it's their very way of living so there needs to be i'm not sure what the exact answer is but there needs to be something that does protect them so that they're able to still obtain their income i don't know whether that is maybe you put a particular time and date that uh, that they an extension but that they still need to have people pay them by but there's something that does need to go into play so that they're protected as well it needs to be a give and take Wow. 
Uh, and I, I definitely agree. I mean, you can see it from both sides of the aisle. Tisha, there is a labor shortage in the United States. Do you believe that there may be some renters who are taking advantage of the Keeping Renters Safe Act because they do not want to go back to work, which results in them not being able to pay their rent? What are your thoughts on that? My first thought is that, yeah, if there's an opportunist out there who who can um, bring in some income without having to do some labor and save some expenses, then, yes, there is someone out here who would do that. I don't know that person. I, and I'm not saying that that they're not there. They're there. I don't know them, um, and it's it's quite unfortunate. It's just this systematic problem that we have, and it's going to be cyclical. I know here in Michigan, um, pandemic unemployment insurance uh, assistance has stopped. We are going to see some new levels of homelessness here in Detroit. We have this issue called squatting. I don't know if that happens otherwhere, other places, but we have so many vacant homes here. There are plenty of places for people to have a house or a home. It just is illegally done. Thank you. Dr. Paul, you on the phone? Yes, I can hear you now. Yes. Dr. Paul, evictions could result in at least hundreds of thousands of Americans becoming homeless, which could increase the risk of spreading COVID-19. What are your thoughts on this, and how do you view the Keeping Renters Safe Act? Well, full disclosure, I'm a real estate investor, as you know, Michelle, uh, and 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 so, however, I'm a, I'm an American, uh, and I feel for those Americans who are affected, uh, renters who are affected in a negative way uh, by uh, this pandemic. Uh, it's a tough one because I live close to L.A., as you know, and the homelessness uh, in L.A. Is, is, is probably the worst in the country. Uh, we see 10 cities actually being erected uh, off the freeway uh, in L.A. So, so it's, it's really horrible. I think both private and public sectors could come in and work out a, a deal where we could solve this problem, at least for most Americans. Like you're alluding, alluding to Tisha, there are empty homes and, and probably other places. Same thing here in Temecula and LA and other places. If there is a way we can compensate the landlord to a house uh, at least for a few more months, uh, that, that would go a long way. Maybe we can go back to the forest. And again, many of these folks are pregnant mothers, mothers with children. Uh, and again, with kids, that's where you, you get me. Uh, you get uh, you tug at my heart when you have when kids are in the process, in the equation. Uh, and I can't fathom uh, kids being homeless, especially now winter is approaching uh, out there. Uh, um, we, we need to figure out a way. If we can send you know a, a man to the moon, we can absolutely figure this crisis right here on Earth, right here in the countries of America. We are a very generous nation. Uh, 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 we are a compassionate nation. I think if we if we uh, appeal to the best of us, uh, we, we can really solve this. Uh, I don't want us to be a, a, a socialist country where we just allow society and other things without pay. But there must be a, a, a happy medium where we can come together and solve this. I know we can. Thank you, Dr. Paul. James, are you on the phone? Yeah, I'm here. And, uh, you know, Dr. Paul uh, is, is so wonderful. And all, all of our great guests have been absolutely fantastic. And I, I just want to say one thing that uh, uh, the two topics, uh, really we had three, but we we're not able to get to the third topic. Uh, but we we, uh, we have the same panel on if they want to come on and talk about the third topic. but. Uh, the topics we talked about today are so important, especially the border crisis and uh, the Renner Act. Uh, it's a lot of things that I wanted to talk about with that that we're not going to be able to talk about today. But uh, 
Hey, Dr. Paul, we'll get to that one on a later show, if that's okay with you. Yeah, so, uh, but uh, I'd like to thank these absolutely fantastic uh, guests and panel uh, for uh, taking the time to come on with uh, James Cooley Show with your life uh, to discuss these absolutely fantastic topics. And I know that a lot of these are uh, right in line with your heart. Yeah, they're important issues. All three of them are things that need to be addressed, JC. And, you know, they're only going to get worse if we don't do anything. And so that's why we're having these discussions so that we can hopefully, you know, stir up some uh, some ideas and people that may be listening that can actually get things done about it. And, you know, and, uh, uh, and you're absolutely right. I tell you what, I, I want to thank uh, uh, Teacher Hanks. I want to thank uh, uh, Paul Pierre. I want to thank Commander Smiley and my friend for life. Uh, I'd like to thank my great, great uh, co-host, uh, Michelle Cooley, who's back in Dallas. I'll be back there tomorrow. I'd like to thank my absolutely fantastic producer, Noah Disney. Without you, brother, uh, uh, we would not be expanding. We would not be doing the great things that we're doing. I just want to thank you so much. But most importantly, I'd like to thank our listening audience for taking the time Tune into the James Cooley Show. It's your life. And we're on the road. Uh, we're in Atlanta this week. We're in New York. We, we, we all know the place, you Keep it going, man. Worldwide. Worldwide. It's your life. Worldwide. And I tell you what, we are looking for sponsors to make sure we continue to bring this great message. We'll see you next week. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. It's your life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been The James Cooley Show. It's your life, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.